Hey, welcome to the podcast. In this session, we will cover marijuana use in pregnancy and during breastfeeding, according to the new clinical expert series released by ACOG, November 2018. Well, marijuana seems to be everywhere now. Cannabis or marijuana contains more than 400 chemical entities and is consumed through different modalities like vaping, dabbing, smoking, and eating. Marijuana is now legalized for medicinal use in 29 states in the U.S. plus Washington, D.C. and for recreational use in 8 states including Washington, D.C. Now, in addition to the psychoactive component, which is Delta-9-tetrahydrocannabinol, there are other components of cannabis that have generated interest for potential therapeutic properties. Women report using marijuana in pregnancy for treatment of nausea, anxiety, and pain. However, marijuana does cross the placenta, and it may have adverse effects on the developing fetus. So, as legalization expands in the U.S., there's renewed interest in the health health effects of marijuana and during pregnancy and during lactation. So in this session, we're going to cover the expert clinical series from ACOG from November 2018, dealing with marijuana use in pregnancy and breastfeeding from METS et al. All right. Now, before we begin with the specifics, we got to say something right off the bat. There remains uncertainty regarding maternal and neonatal outcomes with prenatal marijuana use. And this confusion surrounding the effects of marijuana on perinatal outcomes does not stem from a lack of available literature. Instead, the lack of clarity actually comes from a lack of clear results because there's a lot of heterogeneity of the findings for the association between marijuana use and adverse pregnancy outcomes. In other words, a lot of the data is conflicting. There is, however, an almost complete lack of data regarding marijuana use and breastfeeding. All right, now let's take a look at this from a prevalence standpoint. This is an important issue because the proportion of women using marijuana during pregnancy in the U.S. increased from about 2.3% in 2002 to almost 4% in 2014 based upon self-reported data from the National Survey of Drug Use and Health. Now, despite the lack of data and the conflicting results, there actually is an increased perception by patients of safety. Now, it's been published by research using data from the National Survey of Drug Use and Health from 2005 to 2012, where survey respondents were asked how much do people risk harming themselves physically and in other ways when they smoke marijuana once or twice a week. And the proportion of pregnant women without use in the past 30 days who reported no risk of harm increased from 3.5% to 16% over the study time period. Now, the proportion of pregnant women with recent use who reported no risk of harm was even higher, increasing from 25% to 65%. So once again, there's this increased perception of safety despite mixed results and lack of data. 
All right, now before we delve into the specific effects on pregnancy and lactation, we do have to admit that there's a growing body of evidence that exogenous cannabinoids can have a therapeutic role in a variety of non-obstetric medical conditions. These can include migraines, fibromyalgia, irritable bowel syndrome, of course, refractory seizure disorders in children. It's also been used to treat certain cancer-related side effects as an appetite stimulant and as a pain relief agent. It also has been used to treat muscle spasticity and pain in patients with multiple sclerosis. It's been used in cases of severe retractable nausea, and it's even been investigated as a treatment for post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, in summary, exogenous cannabinoids, specifically delta-9 tetrahydrocannabinol, have potential therapeutic effectiveness for conditions in which there's relative endocannabinoid deficiency or hypofunction. However, more research is needed to provide adequate support for expanded medical cannabis use because the available body of evidence is often insufficient and is often conflicting. All right, well, now let's pay attention to the obstetrical effects and the effects on lactation for marijuana use. Now, we have to remember that the existing data, once again, is very conflicting. But let's take a look at a few big concepts and see what the data show. Well, regarding fetal growth, recent meta-analysis have demonstrated an association between marijuana use and low birth weight, as noted in a recent meta-analysis. Now, regarding preterm birth, however, preterm birth at less than 37 weeks is commonly evaluated in the marijuana and pregnancy literature, but the data are inconsistent for this outcome. Well, what about stillbirth? Well, there is evidence that stillbirth can be associated with marijuana use with an odds ratio of 1.74. But in the studies, perinatal death did not seem to be increased. Marijuana use, as measured by cord homogenate assays, was associated with stillbirth in another analysis with an odds ratio of 2.3, and this association persisted after adjustment for tobacco use with serum co-nicotine. Well, what about congenital anomalies? Well, there's insufficient evidence to support an association between marijuana use and any specific congenital anomaly. However, one study did show a potential association with isolated simple ventricular septal defects. Now, this work has not been replicated, so at this time, it's the opinion of the college that women should be counseled that there is no consistent association between marijuana use and congenital birth defects. However, there also is insufficient evidence to demonstrate complete safety. Patients often have the question regarding any long-term adverse neurological effects for children exposed to marijuana in utero. And the truth is, we just don't have a lot of that data. None of the existing meta-analyses address the effects of prenatal marijuana use on neurobehavioral outcomes in the offspring. However, according to some studies, the authors have concluded that there does remain some concern related to neurological development with prenatal marijuana use. But until we have more data, we just have to leave that as an unsure box.
All right, as we wrap up this podcast, let's say a quick word about marijuana use during breastfeeding. The lack of clinical evidence has made it difficult for organizations to make definitive recommendations regarding cannabis use during lactation. Both the American College of OBGYN and the American Academy of Pediatrics recommend that women refrain from using cannabis during lactation. The Academy of Breastfeeding Medicine states that breastfeeding mothers should be counseled to reduce or eliminate their use of cannabis to avoid exposing their infants and advise of the possible long-term neurobehavioral effects from continued use. They ask clinicians to consider the wide range of occasional, regular medicinal, and heavy exposures to cannabis and urge caution when breastfeeding occurs with cannabis use. The authors believe that discontinuation of cannabis provides the least risk and the highest safety profile for the mother and the infant. If discontinuation is not possible, then women should be encouraged to limit use as much as they can. Now, for women who use cannabis for medical indications, alternative therapies with more safety data during breastfeeding should be considered. As stated by the College Bulletin, recommendations regarding breastfeeding will evolve as more evidence becomes available, but in the meantime, the lack of data should not be interpreted as an endorsement of safety. All right. Lastly, as stated in the Clinical Expert Series, it's recognized that there's still uncertainty regarding the effects of prenatal marijuana use and even more so for marijuana use while breastfeeding. So as practitioners, we can be honest with women regarding the uncertain effects of marijuana, but still express concern for fetal harm based on the available evidence. Now, a better understanding of why women are using marijuana during pregnancy may enable a conversation of alternative therapy for which we have extensive safety and efficacy data. Well, that wraps up our podcast covering the November 2018 Clinical Expert Series dealing with marijuana use in pregnancy and breastfeeding. We'll see you next time.